You might have the best e-commerce platform, the best e-commerce store, the best visuals, but you really have to think about that messaging and, and what value is your store and product adding to the right customer? Who is your customer? Welcome to Ideas Fulfilled, a podcast by Printful Enterprise with your host, Ilse. In this bi-weekly podcast, we'll meet with e-commerce and retail professionals to chat about burning topics in the retail space, as well as the challenges and sweet moments of victory they've experienced in the labyrinth of e-commerce. Today, I'm joined by the head of new product development and merchandising at Printful, Elin Cruz. Elin leads a team of new product development specialists and merchandisers who oversee the new product development process from A to Z and ensure that Printful customers are able to sell the highest quality on-demand products. Elin's team also decide on new production techniques and their compatibility with new and existing products. Let's hear about the product development process at an on-demand company from Elin herself. Thanks for joining us, Elina. Thank you for having me. To start off, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what your team does at Printful. I'm Elina. I'm the head of new product development and merchandising at Printful. As the name suggests, my team adds new products. Uh, we develop new ideas for uh, new decoration methods and, and other new features like branding features that we could provide to our customers. And essentially, we take a holistic approach to the entire product uh, catalog management uh, so that every every product is taken care of and we don't forget about uh products running out of stock, for example, and just in general, so that our customers have cool and stylish products to sell. What does it actually mean to introduce a product to Printful's product catalog? What are the steps that you usually take? It's a very long f- process, <laughs> first of all. Uh, it's it's not a quick thing to introduce any product. And of course, uh, the product development cycle depends on and every category, category. For example, in Cut and Sew, where we develop every product from completely zero, where we mm-hmm. design the patterns and everything, that will take a minimum of three months, let's say. Uh, Whereas for DDG or embroidery, where we just have to pick a supplier, pick a product, test it, see if it prints well, and then we do the rest of the steps. But uh, of course, on a foundational level, everything starts with research. We really love data at Printful. We want to make sure that what we're adding is really based in in something. Uh, And so we look at customer requests. We look at uh, customer reviews on our website to see if we can improve something, if there's any gaps in our catalog. Uh, We look at market trends, of course. We look at what happening in retail uh, and all, all things e-commerce, of course, uh, what mm. our competitors are doing. That's also an important thing to look at. Uh, so various sources of data, and then we try to kind of marry them up at yeah. some point and then look at, okay, which product is going to have the highest potential, the highest reach, and then kind of go from there. Then we do photo shoots, we do all the marketing materials, we do development work so that the products show up well on our website and uh, all the all the magic things that need to happen for a product to be launched. You mentioned testing. What does it mean to test a new product? Isn't it just uh, stick it on a printer and it's done? I wish it was that simple. (laughs) There's various types of testing. So it's not just one area where we test. So uh, first of all, if we're talking a physical product, obviously, let's pick a t-shirt. Obviously, we want to make sure that the material and the fit is actually right. So the first text testing actually starts once we get the sample through the door. So the team sometimes will wear it. We will give it to colleagues to kind of touch and feel if they like the material. We were going to see how the material holds up after certain washes. Then if we're happy with the actual product, we will proceed to printing. So we want to make sure that we use the right settings so that the print actually sticks to the garment or that embroidery uh, sticks well to the to the fabric. And so uh, this is production-related testing. And then we will proceed to software testing to make sure that there are no bugs in the order flow. 
that all the photos show up well, all the descriptions are there. And so there's like three to four steps of testing throughout the whole cycle. And uh, when it comes to the production testing, Printful has many facilities across the whole world. Do you have to test the product in each one or how does that happen? How do you make sure that the consistency of the product is the same in all facilities? We have around 10 plus facilities. Uh, I think that's our in-house facilities, then the partner facilities. So we started one or two. Uh, so let's say we have a regional R&D facility in Latvia and then a regional facility in North America and Charlotte where we would do the initial testing, sort of do uh, all the trial and error types of uh, tasks. And then we will share those settings with the rest of the facilities where we want to launch this product to make sure that they uh, also work there. Sometimes we will do certain adjustments, but we will start small and then kind of expand and align the settings across the board. You mentioned that the process can sometimes take three months, even perhaps even more. How do you make sure that you get to launch things when they're on trend? I think that's a million dollar question, <laughs> how to capture trends just when they go viral. And we have to understand and zoom out a bit how trends are created. Sometimes they are so very random. For example, a politician may say something on TV. Next thing you know, the, the design is in a t-shirt. And uh, lucky for us, uh, these trends can play a part in the actual design creation part. So we can have a bunch of standard t-shirts, so we don't necessarily have to capture the product trend as such, yeah. but you can put a statement or a phrase on a t-shirt and that becomes a trend. So in terms of product trends, of course, we look at uh, what's happening on the influencer world and the fashion world. It doesn't translate directly into print on demand because we also have to consider that there's like a whole supply chain. So our suppliers also have to adapt to those trends. So you just test a bunch of things, keep the ones that stick uh, and phase out the ones that don't or just the, those that have a super short uh, life cycle. And you've been leading the team for four years now, more yeah, or less. Yeah, three and a half, four years. Has there been any surprises for you product-wise, meaning like some of the trends that you've seen in the last four years or something that you thought would be a trend and never became one? I wouldn't say there were many surprises just because we do our research and we try to do what really, really matters. I think we really thought that our engraving and jewelry technique was going to take off, but... Uh, I just think we didn't have the right product and technology match at that point. So I don't think it was necessarily like a bad thing that we did that experiment, but our expectations were much higher for that. And so we just ended up phasing that out uh, recently. And uh, I think the bucket hat trend really struck me. Like I, I never oh, thought yeah. those were going to come back <laughs> uh, as a trend. And they're still really popular in the streetwear uh, space and, and even beyond. So yeah, we've been adding a bunch more bucket hats in the last few years and they're all doing well. Well, the festival season also is coming up. So I expect an exactly. another spike now in sales. Yeah. Purely from a practical side, how do you keep up with trends? Do you listen to podcasts? newsletters, what's your go-to mode for following news in the industry? There's a bunch of things, actually. So obviously, you read the news, uh, you read what's happening in the fashion world. I don't know, New York Fashion Week, you, you try to read some reports, what's happened there, which were the most trending designers and things like that. I really like the edited blog. Uh, they do a lot of data-based uh, summaries for trends and, and what's happening, but it really all comes down to data. You take a look at what's uh, trending in search in Google and what keywords are kind of starting to spike up. Then you try to monitor them or go ahead and add a product right away and then test to see if it's going to take off. We look at our own data, see if there are any stores popping up that sell a certain type of products. We, we combine all that together and see if we can come out with a product idea out of that. So um, yeah, I read Twitter a lot. I listen to podcasts, uh, read a lot of information and try to stay current. 
Printful has been very vocal about sustainability and how important it is to them. Um, what does it mean for your team? How do you incorporate sustainability and ethical considerations into your work? Obviously, ethical considerations are foundational to everything. Like we will work with suppliers that can confirm to us that their operations are ethical. So we ask them to sign certain types of documentation to make sure that there's no things like slave labor involved and that they pay their employees fairly and things like that. So that's an absolute foundation, I would say. When it comes to sustainability, there's uh, a lot of angles to this uh, and a lot of layers. And uh, Whenever we have a choice, for example, between an eco-friendly material and non-eco-friendly, we will try to prioritize the eco-friendly one as much as possible when it makes uh, financial sense, of course, because sometimes a lot of uh, suppliers will bump up the price two or three times just because the material is eco. And at some point, it just doesn't make sense yet. Uh, but I think this uh, area is still growing, still developing. And I do wish that the eco-friendly materials are going to become a norm uh, at some point. So whenever we can, we prioritize it. But of course, we look at what makes sense for the customer at this very time. We've added a lot of uh, eco-friendly products in the last few years specifically. I think we have around 30 plus at least in our catalog. So we are very proud of that. The fact that you've been adding those products, does that mean that customers are demanding them more as well? Of course, uh, this area is growing, as I said. Uh, it's not as large as we want it to be <laughs> yet, uh, but uh, we're going to follow the trend. We're going to monitor what customers are asking for, what's selling, because you have to think about the price difference as well. Not everybody is demanding, you know, $5 more expensive items than the non-eco-friendly version. So there is a market for everything at the moment. But I, I do think at some point it's going to kind of switch. You mentioned customers and their point of view. And how, how do you incorporate the customer opinion in when you're de developing new products? How do you find out their opinion even? Well, customer first thinking, that's, uh, that's something we really uh, try to pay attention to because it's very easy to get lost in product ideas and product trends. And, uh, and this is when you really zoom out and again, look at data. Because data will help you to kind of remove that emotional and passionate aspect out of product development and idea generation. And uh, similar with customer requests, uh, obviously, we, we uh, analyze a lot of them. We do surveys. We take a look at reviews. We do surveys in our Facebook Insiders group, for example. And uh, we talk to our enterprise customers directly through calls. And then we, we try to combine all of this and, and kind of rank by either revenue potential or the potential that this product could have in the next few years or look at similar trends that have happened in the past and see if we can kind of accelerate them uh, a little bit. But uh, ultimately, it's important to see whether it's just one customer that has this particular request or if it's 10,000 customers. So numbers really just speak for themselves. So it's important to pay attention to that. Are customers ever part of the testing process of a product? Yes, absolutely. We have done uh, some focus groups with certain uh, enterprise clients. We are currently doing some as well. This is maybe more uh, popular in our console category because the development cycle is so uh, long. We want to make sure that we develop it just right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this customer feedback really helps. Even if it's deciding which type of a zipper we go, go with, uh, this feedback really uh, is important to us. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in the new product development team? I would say managing the entire product uh, timeline. Uh, because our product managers really have to stay on top of everything, every single part of the process. 
and work with a lot of teams. I would say we work with almost every single team at Printful because the product is such a core thing around which everything kind of circulates. And uh, we want to make sure that everybody is in the loop and that we follow every team's guidelines for how we set pricing, how we do marketing texts, how we set shipping rates. So there's a lot of guidelines and checklists to follow. So the biggest challenge is just managing the entire timeline of these steps. And if one thing falls through, for example, testing fails or we need to adjust something, you want to make sure that all the rest of the steps and the final deadline is adjusted accordingly. And so I would say this is one of the biggest challenge in our everyday work. And uh, we even try to manage our own expectations and say, this is just how we work. This is just what it is. It's always constantly changing. And of course, testing new technologies uh, is always challenging, but equally fun. Is there anything new that you're testing right now that you can speak about? We're always testing, but I cannot speak about it yet. Just taking a step back, what do you think is the main selling point of print on demand versus like traditional decoration methods like screen printing, for example? Mm -hmm. First of all, it's more sustainable. Uh, You're producing whatever is bought, not just producing thousands of thousands of items uh, before that. Um, So I would say that just reduces a lot of excess inventory in the first place. Second of all, I think this method is more resilient to market and demand fluctuations. So for example, even if you don't do your forecasting right, you don't have any excess inventory, so you can adapt. At the same time, a challenge with that is that you cannot just scale on-demand production rapidly, like three to four times in a month's time. So that's that's kind of the other side of the coin, but I would say it's more resilient. And uh, I do wish that on-demand manufacturing becomes the norm for the planet. I think that's where we are headed and hopefully... It's going to be quicker than we think, uh, but uh, it's challenging. But I think that's uh, the right direction that we're going in. Have you seen opinions changing about on-demand manufacturing in the past years? I would say yes. More and more customers are becoming more open to this. And I think the key part is showing and, and proving to them the data and the financial aspect of this, because obviously screen printing tends to be a little bit cheaper if you do things in bulk. That's just how it is. You get economies of scale uh, the more items you're doing. But uh, I think the benefits that you get with uh, the planning and, uh, and, and, and the risk reduction that you get with on-demand, I think it's really beneficial on a financial level as well. So yes, we are seeing more and more brands become accustomed to on-demand. I know that's Quite often when speaking with customers, they are they have concerns about quality when it comes to on-demand manufacturing. What would you say to those potential customers? Like, should they be concerned? Shouldn't they be concerned? As with any business, do your research and just pick a partner that has the, the best consistency. Obviously, you're never going to trust anybody as much as you would trust yourself with printing any item and shipping and, and packaging it to your end customer. But uh, obviously, with any process that involves uh, human interaction, uh, like printing, you're going to have some small percentage of errors. So I would say if you have the ability, test the partner, see how consistent they are. And we do realize that one item can make or break a business because... Out of 100 items, if one is going to get damaged and you're going to get that one negative review on your site, that's going to hurt the most. So I would say pay attention to consistency, provide feedback to your partner as well, and make sure that it's actually getting fixed because sometimes customers will change their uh, opinion and review if you just provide them really good customer experience, even after a damaged item. Manage expectations that this is an on-demand item. So yes, do your research is my (laughs) biggest tip, obviously. And uh, try to look at data. Again, 
I cannot advocate for that enough. Well, then to help uh, our listeners do the research, why should they pick Printful? Why, why Printful, not some other print-on-demand company? We are the best at what we do. We have the best quality and consistency. We are very global. And so you will have that consistency across many different locations. We have amazing support and uh, we pay attention to ensuring the best quality in everything we do from when you start to browse our website uh, and, and ensuring really good user experience there to uh, when you're designing your products to make sure that they look as realistic as possible on the mockups to ultimately at the end product and delivery experience uh, that you get. That's good to hear. For those who are just starting out perhaps with print on demand, there are I think 300 plus products in the Printful product catalog. Where do you start? Where, where, what's the, what would be your suggestion where to start? Obviously with print on demand, you have the luxury of just picking any product, pushing it to your store, see what works. But uh, obviously it might seem easy to set up a store, design some products, but what really matters is reaching that customer. You may have the best e-commerce platform, the best e-commerce store, the best visuals, but you really have to think about that messaging and, and what value is your store and product adding to the right customer? Who is your customer? With the ever-growing number of e-commerce stores out there and different services that help you build an online business, this is a very key part. So I would say go back to the drawing board first. Uh, you may have some products in mind, but really try to design a map of that customer journey, why it matters, why should they pick your product? And how do you see the e-commerce space changing in, in the nearest future? It has never been easier to start a, your online business, your side hustle that may at some point grow into a larger business. But equally, there's so much growing competition. So again, going back to that reaching your customer point, I think uh, your store marketing is very, very crucial. Uh, and uh, obviously designing a good customer experience, making sure that your store works technically and picking a partner in the back end like Printful that will help you take care of that inventory, that fulfillment part so that you can really spend your time focusing on that marketing and connecting with your customer part. Uh, so uh, that's really, I think, what's going to make a difference. And uh, of course, we cannot uh, not mention AI and, and what that's doing to the whole list of areas, to be honest, not just e-commerce and online businesses. Uh, so I would say learn how to, to use this to your advantage, how to optimize your, uh, your repetitive tasks and just uh, stand out from the crowd like doing marketing texts or generating images or generating new product ideas or, or product pitches. Uh, this can really, really work to your advantage if you learn how to use it. Have you already started using AI in your work Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. <laughs> I use it almost every day. I think uh, it's not going to completely replace uh, humans, but uh, it is going to create uh, new jobs. And I think the maybe more boring, more repetitive jobs are going to go out of market, but uh, we're going to do more thinking jobs that AI cannot do as good as we can. So I'm quite excited about it. And I'm just like fascinated how fast it's moving and, and fascinated more so about people who really know how to use it. Yeah. I'm really inspired by that. What about product trends that you think are going to be very big in 2023 or perhaps even beyond? Any ideas? Apart from bucket hats, of course. <laughs> bucket hats, yes. I think that those are going to slow down a little bit. Uh, we are seeing a lot of requests for oversized t-shirts, really uh, thick, heavyweight fabrics. Uh, unfortunately, not that much uh, supply out there for, uh, for wholesale. So we are talking to our suppliers, trying to get them to add such items. So I'm really excited for where the streetwear uh, online stores are, are moving. Tie-dye is still there, also dying down a little bit maybe in the recent uh, years, but uh, really some heavyweight 
t-shirts and hoodies. We are seeing a lot of vintage wash textures and, and, and styles. I think people are really starting to experiment a lot with the combinations of different pr- placements, like combining print with an embroidery uh, or doing a sleeve embroidery and a front print. And so it's really, really cool to see the, the creativity that's going on there and some large embroidery designs. I, I love that. Why do you think embroidery is having such a moment? I think it just helps to stand out because we have a lot of graphic printed t-shirts out there in the market, in the marketplaces and in individual online Shopify stores. And I think with embroidery, you can really create a lot of uh, premium looking uh, designs that just uh, helps your store look better and stand out from the crowd. And it's uh, more durable in some way. Uh, but uh, I, I really think that taking advantage of those combinations is uh, super cool as well, because some des- some designs will work better for printing and some will work better for embroidery. So taking advantage of uh, those individual technologies lets you create a uh, really cool looking product. Could you perhaps talk a little bit about the most recent developments in embroidery? Like I know Printful recently introduced the unlimited color embroidery technology. What's that? What, what, uh, what's it going to mean for the customer? I was listening to that podcast episode that you did with the CEO of Colorreal recently, which was really fun. Um, yeah, we're really excited about this technology and uh, we like to think of it as uh, the revolution of uh, embroidery in terms of what DTG did for the screen printing industry. So I, I like to make that comparison sometimes. I'm not sure if it's 100% right. The technology is new. We're, we're still learning it, uh, but uh, we are very excited with the end result uh, that, that, that we're getting. And uh, we're going to scale gradually, see where we go from there, and uh, hopefully open up this uh, unlimited color embroidery to more and more customers and more products. We are launching it uh, uh, on some more products uh, this quarter, this next quarter. Uh, so yeah, just follow along and, uh, and go crazy with the designs. Where could our listeners find out more information about Printful, where they can connect with you? Uh, with me, obviously, LinkedIn is the, is the best platform for that. Sometimes I, I do Ask Me Anything sessions on our Facebook Insiders group. Oh, yeah, uh, those are always very popular. <laughs> product questions are always the most popular, and I, I have so much fun doing those. For Printful, obviously follow us on uh, Instagram. We, we post a lot of content there, uh, YouTube, and Printful.com. There's a ton of information there. So. And the whole product catalog to check out there as of well. Of course, of course. <laughs> follow the new products page. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us, Alina, and uh, good luck with your next product launches. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Aline Cruz from Printful. If you want to work with Printful, head to printful.com. You'll find all the necessary links and information there. And don't forget to tune in for the next episodes of Ideas Fulfilled by Printful Enterprise. 